The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voice. Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Hello, SEOs. Welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. This is Jordan Cooney from Previsible. And this week, we're going to be discussing client management and retention. Joining me is Jason Jackson, who is the co-founder at GitFound, which is a boutique digital marketing and SEO agency based in Birmingham, UK. Yesterday, Jason and I talked about learning and development in the SEO space. And if you missed this episode, please go back and listen to it, especially for those junior SEOs who are just getting started in the agency space. Tons of super valuable tips on being open, persistent, determined in your SEO growth and learning. But today, we're going to be talking about client management retention. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked-to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. And Jason, I want to start off by asking you, like, what does this really mean? How do you look at this topic and what's your perspective on client management retention? Okay, so you would have when you take on a new client or a new business who's trying SEO for the first time, or even like the second or third time, you'll find that they're a little bit insecure. Okay, they might not tell you, but they're a bit insecure. They're a little bit afraid. They're spending a lot of money with you. They don't know if it's going to work. Their friends have probably told them, don't do it, or I know someone else cheaper, or I know someone else better, you're going to waste your money. There's so many things that go into it. So that's how they're feeling. Now, if you don't address those feelings and help them understand that, it's okay feeling how you feel. 
So this is what we're going to do. Almost like walking their hands through what you're going to do with them. If you don't do that, straight away, you and your client won't be on the same level. But you're thinking here, they're thinking there. And then what will happen is that as time goes on, you're going to drift and drift and drift. And then they won't understand your point. You won't understand their point. And before you know it, you get an email saying I've cancelled. And then you're thinking, how did that happen? However, if you and the client are on the same wavelength from the beginning, you understand how they feel and you address how they feel, you're moving in the right direction together, if that makes sense. So when you're doing your SEO month in, month out, you're keeping them informed, you're addressing how they might feel, you're telling them, okay, don't expect to get traffic for the first month. Or if you're doing, for example, Google Ads, get traffic straight away. This keyword is very difficult to rank for. Setting those expectations from the beginning and not being afraid to put the client off because you're only being honest with them. And the client would rather you be honest with them and tell them the truth because that builds trust straight away. And it takes a lot of pressure off you at the same time. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, no, no doubt. I want to go back to this point on bad feelings, right? Because I think that this is a really interesting point. And I, and I experience it all the time when I notice that I have other team members working on a client, right? And so how do you work best within your team to set the expectation in terms of this mentality that the client is coming in with, right? That they may have had a bad experience with their past SEO consulting team, that they maybe have very little confidence in SEO at all. Or even my favorite one, they demonize Google as being like the, the, the Joker and the Batman and Robin or, or some other even worse villain that we can think of. How do you set the stage for your team so that those bad feelings aren't the way that the relationship kind of unfolds? Okay, so we have something called a kickoff meeting. So kickoff meetings where the client meets the whole team and they'll meet the... SEO person, we've talked a bit about everybody. So what we do was um, we record those calls. Obviously, the client will know as well. And we'll go back over the recording sometimes. That's one way. Or another time would be the client would be on loudspeaker and we're talking. Then towards the end of the session, I'll say, all right, guys, so talk to me about what you heard. And they look at me like, what do you mean? I was like, okay, so what did you hear? Oh, yeah, um, they seem quite happy. Well, I, did, I didn't hear that. I was like, what do you mean? I was like, okay, then. Did you not hear the insecurity? Like, what insecurity? I was like, she told you that she had experience already and it wasn't the best. So I would kind of have those regular sessions where I question them, what did you hear? How do you think she might feel? How do you think he might feel? What do you think his expectations are based on what he said? Even the tone, body language. I'd say his body language in the Zoom call, how does it look? So when you ask people questions, oh yeah, you know what, now you've got a point. Yeah, his body language was a little bit like that. Oh yeah, she did say that as well. Like, okay, then, so off the back of that, what do you think we need to do? Okay, we need to make them know that it's going to work. So those questions, uh, we do that all the time. So it becomes automatic and natural. This is crazy because the, the concept here that we're kind of unpacking is this, this client empathy, right? It's like you're understanding what this client is kind of going through, through body language, signals, communication, the words they use and conveying the efforts that you're about to take from an SEO standpoint. So I'm kind of curious when it comes to this empathy concept, like how, well, first, do you agree that that's, that's a key component to this? But then secondly, like, how do you teach people to recognize that? How do you get them to know that, hey, this client is like really upset or really scared or not 
understanding what we're trying to achieve. How do you teach your team to do that and do that well? And I think this applies to both enterprises and agencies, right? Like if you have a team and you're an enterprise, your team members are going to go through this just as much as the folks on the agency side. I would say perspective. Now, imagine you have a beach ball and a beach ball has different sections of different colors. You might be in the red section, but you can't see their yellow section at all. So you need to be able to pull yourself out of it to have a look at, okay, then based on their personality, how their business is structured, what do you think they might be feeling? So I'll put, take them, put yourself in their shoes. So I might say, okay, imagine you started your own business. You're now spending £3,000 a month. You're not sure if you're getting leads. It's been three months. How do you think you might be feeling? We're like, oh, I won't want to pay anymore. Well done. The exact same concept. So that's one example. Or it might be, if a client is calling you constantly, there's only one reason why they're calling you. They're calling you because they don't know what's going on. Then I might put, I might put them in that perspective again and say, okay, then imagine if you... So my business partner, Alex, has got a very good way to put this. Do you know when if you, if you get like a phone bill and your phone bill is quite high? Say, for example, you normally pay £40 or $40 for you per month. Then one month is like $80. You're thinking, oh, what the heck's going on? However, if your phone company called you to let you know, Jordan, by the way, just to let you know, your phone bill's high this month. However, what we're doing is da 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 and we'll give you a refund, blah, blah, blah. Even though they told you now, you don't feel so bad, so you won't be chasing them down because you know they've got your best interest at heart. However, if you're seeing a bill, you're having to go to them and they're like, oh yeah, I knew about this, but I didn't get back to you. The trust is kind of broken a little bit. So it's kind of like the perspective and that seems to work for us anyway. Oh, this is a super powerful. I mean, when we were in our planning session, right? You, you brought up this concept of being proactive. And your phone bill example is a perfect example of that, right? It's like the phone bill called me? Really? <laughs> the phone company, excuse me, called me? Not the phone bill. That is such a, a powerful perspective, right? And like when you think about SEO and this concept of being proactive, tell me a little bit more about the timing of that, right? I think that's one of the biggest challenges, especially for newer SEOs, is when do you when should you start to be proactive? What's the right moment in time for that? And you have to get it perfectly right every time. Good question. It goes in line with the client goals. Wherever the client, client's goals are, that will dictate when you're proactive, ideally as soon as possible. Some clients who get the feeling that they want to be left alone and just updated every so often. It's usually the ones who have the big budget. The ones who have the smaller budget, you'll pick, you'll pick it up in the first meeting with them. They'll tell you, uh, I really want this to work or you might sense a bit of insecurity and then you might see that they're very quick to message you. You're thinking, okay, then this guy doesn't really trust me right now or this person doesn't really trust me right now. So what you would do is if you know it's a problem straight away, before they can tell you, you need to let them know as well. They say, okay, just to let you know, I found this problem. However, the solution is X, Y, and Z. So don't, you don't need to worry about it. Or your website's gone down for five minutes, but our website developers on the case getting you back up. So this won't affect your revenue. It's only going to have a five minutes. So I'll let you know when it's gone back up. You'll keep that up for like two, three months to the point where the client will more or less trust you because they know that something goes wrong, get found, I'm going to be there because they've never let us down before. And then you'll get some people or some customers who are like, yeah, just do what you got to do. I'll pay the money. We'll check it out six months later. It's like that. And those sort of people, you might recognize, okay, then you'll still keep them updated, but you won't tell them about every little detail because their personality isn't really like that. Yeah, I mean, I think understanding the client is, is a key component to this. The, the timing is always, I think, one of the trickiest components to being proactive, right? Like how soon is too soon and, and how late is too late, right? And I think it's, it's, in my opinion, at least, 
it takes time to build those muscles, right? Like it is, it is like any other part of your body. The more you train it, the better off you're going to be at understanding the particular circumstance and when, when to be proactive. But one of the really important points to that is alignment, right? You mentioned that. And I think that oftentimes knowing when to be proactive is largely predicated on knowing what the client's goals are. Yeah. Right. If you don't know what the client's goals are, you're going to have a real tough time knowing when to be proactive. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Curious to get your take on that and where, where and how you guys set up goals with clients. When's the right time to do that? And what's the sequence of communication between you and your team members to really have a strong alignment? When we have the first kickoff call with the client, we'll get all the goals there and then. So what they're trying to achieve, we have a questionnaire that the client fills out. And you have a questionnaire to say, okay, what is your one-year goal, two-year goal, three-year goal? And then when we speak to them, they ask more questions, like keep asking questions. Because at the end of the day, as an SEO person, you don't want to leave that meeting thinking, okay, then where do I start? You need to get all the information that you need so you know what strategy to formulate. So if they're like, okay, my goal is to make half a million. First of all, I'll say, okay, talk to me a bit about why. And then normally there's a reason behind that, wherever that might be. I might say, okay, do you have the structure to manage a half a million? Can you actually do it? Do you have the manpower? I might say, no, I don't. I was like, okay, then. So if you're looking at a realistic goal right now for like, in regards to SEO for the first year, what would that look like? And then now we're coming up with a brand new goal together. Then I might say, okay, then. So rather than half a million, let's say that it might be 20 grand, 30 grand, which might look like an additional 10 inquiries, additional like 20 inquiries per week, per month, and maybe like seven conversions that per month. And that's, that's more manageable now. That makes more sense. And, and if they're in line with that, then I'm in line with that as well. So when we do SEO for them, in my mind, the staff's mind, they know, okay, then his expectation is X, Y, and Z. He's looking for 20 inquiries. We need to make sure that we get in the high value inquiries he's looking for. Looking at seasonal trends as well. Like when do you want to get the inquiries on? When, what month is the better month for you? And working around that, you might find that winter is amazing but summer is like really dead. So in summer, you might start the building blocks ready for winter or vice versa. No doubt. I, this reminds me of, of a crazy story that took place. 
just a few months ago for, for me, I was working with, with a company and, and a CEO and, and he sat myself and, and one of my partners down and said, we're a $400 million company today. And by the end of the year, I want to be a billion and SEO is going to do it. And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I, think, I think some of the challenge, right, is that alignment, that connection between what the company's goals are and how SEO can, can drive it. And, and I often feel like as SEOs, we're, we're always very cautious because we know so much of SEOs, some of SEOs out of our control, right? But the reality is that if you can formulate a very strong bond between the leadership, the resources of the company, and the, ex- the execution of SEO, you can generate those outcomes. You can hit those goals. But it is often really difficult to gain that alignment. I'd love to get a perspective from you on, on gaining alignment, whether it's a story of a, of a project or how you feel your team does that really well. Because it's such a critical component between knowing when to be proactive, breaking down the bad feelings, and achieving the goals of your client is gaining that alignment. Yeah, okay. Very, very good question. Again, it's kind of building that relationship. And I'll keep going back to the same point. When you're, okay, when a client talks about what they want to achieve, I'm actually excited for them at the same time. Like, I'm thinking, yeah, we're going to make this work because I want them to do well whenever we take on a project. How, they, how well they do is a reflection on us as an agency. So that's how, I, that's how seriously I'm taking it. So yeah, I find that the more enthusiastic I am, I bring them ideas. They might say, oh, I'm targeting this and I want to do this. I'm like, great. I got a great idea for you. How about we try this as well? Ah, oh, Jason, amazing, amazing, amazing. And then all of a sudden, it's like we're in alignment straight away. And then that bond is very hard to break. Like it would take a lot to break that bond because I'm on board with them. And if they're wrong, I'll tell them they're wrong as well. There's many times I've had clients who've blown money on something irrelevant. I'm like, what? Why the hell did you do that for? You're wasting money. And like, what do you mean? I'm like, you could have done this. Like, oh, I didn't think about that. I'm like, okay, next time, before you make a choice, let me know. Or there's times when they might want to try affiliate marketing. Like, oh, Jason, this person is charging X, Y, and Z. What do you think? I'm like, okay, let's come to a meeting, kind of make sure you make the right choice as well. We've always taken that sort of path. And by doing that, we've always been in alignment. And like the only time we do come out of alignment is if questions weren't asked right at the beginning. Like the relationship wasn't bonded and we didn't really understand what the client really wanted. And that's not that easy. Sometimes clients hold their cards to their chest. You have to ask a lot of questions to get it out of them. No doubt. There's an interesting component to this, right? Which is like the relationship, building that strong relationship, aligning to the goals. That kind of fosters this flywheel, right? That, that gains momentum within a client relationship. Let's talk about the inverse real quick. What happens when things go bad, right? And, you know, we talked a lot about here the concepts of client management. And then how do you handle a situation when, when it hasn't worked out and you're either the client is going to walk away or, or, or the client is going to leave the agency? What are your thoughts on that piece and how you, you guys as a team handle those situations? Whenever a client's ever left, it's mainly been down to whether they're being nice or not, it's mainly been down to, their SEO results have always been good, but it's been down to their business model. And it's been down to things like not making enough profit in this area or my suppliers completely just cancelled. And a scenario where it probably was more realistic to what the average person would feel, where like the customers are high, it's not working. I would tend to, before I jump the gun and call the client, 
I work backwards. I think, okay, then you've been with this client for a whole year. Month one, what do we do? Month two, what do we do? Month three, what do we do? Ah, in month three, I can see why that might be an issue. I write that down. Month four, month five, month six. Oh, we didn't do this. Why didn't we do this? Go back to the staff guys. Why didn't we do this? Ah, uh, this happened, and I was off for holiday, and I didn't communicate with the client. I'm thinking, ah, okay then. What happened? What happened? And by the time I get to the end of the year, I've got like four things that I've okay, then. These are four big chunks that caused the problem. And then I will just call the client and talk to them on the level like, okay, how are you feeling right now? And I might say, oh, I don't know if it's working. Okay, what were you expecting? What were the expectations? Oh, I was expecting this, 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 this. Then normally I'll go over figures first. Okay, then. So when you first started with us, you were making this much. Now you're making this much. So in regards to SEO, that's look like it looks like it's working fine. So what else isn't working? Like I keep asking questions, and by the time I ask a lot of questions, I'll get down to the real root. And the real root might be something as simple as it might be something as simple as um, profits wasn't enough, or even though on paper they made money, by the time they paid their staff or they bought new machinery, it's not enough. I've had clients where we've made them a lot of money, but nearly double. And then next year, that double wasn't enough because they've hired a new marketing manager, new equipment, which costs like 50 grand. So now they need to make another 20 grand just to, to stabilize. But sure. I wouldn't have known that until you ask questions. No doubt. That's a powerful uh, closing note there around asking questions, right? And really yeah. unpacking kind of where that has, relationship has gone kind of wrong, right? Whether it's asking the right questions of your internal team, asking the right questions of the client. So... Any last comments or, or thoughts for our listeners around client management retention before we, we close out this episode? You really want to get the client on side with you, wherever that looks like, but be interested in what they do. Be interested in their business. Find out how you really can help them, not just on, you got your traffic up, you got clicks up. Realistically, on paper, how can you make them more money? Because what you'll find is they might get traffic going up, but there might be irrelevant keywords and they're not making money. They're eventually going to leave. So how can you really help this client make a living? Think about it from that perspective rather than I've done my job, I'm going home at five o'clock or whatever that might be. So yeah. Awesome. Well, that wraps up this episode on client management and retention on the Voices of Search podcast. Thank you to Jason Jackson, co-founder at Get Found for joining us today. If you can't wait until our next episode and would like to learn more about Jason and his agency, Get Found, you'll find a link to his LinkedIn profile as well as Twitter handle. And finally, his company website, get-found.co.uk. Thanks again for joining us on the Voices Search podcast. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T.